Julie joins us right now as a senior equity research analyst covers medical devices and hospital supplies for Stevens, that great investment bank and research shop out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, that uh, you guys, you know, when I was on the buy side a long time ago, I loved what Stevens did because you guys were covering stocks nobody else covered in industries really well that no one covered. But I'm really curious about the topic of the moment, which is uh, the tax reform and how it might affect the medical devices sector. Obviously, every company is affected in some way, but how, in, in what unique way, is the medical devices sector affected by the potential for tax reform? Well, Carol and Corey, thank you so much for having me on board today. I think uh, the two key aspects we should focus in on here are first the repatriation of capital, because when we think about uh, captive assets outside the United States, outside of the tech industry, the healthcare industry has the second highest concentration of their total cash balances held abroad. In fact, just over 60% of those cash balances there. And then the other aspect I think we really should drill down on here it's just candidly focusing back in on the lower effective corporate tax rate, making it much more competitive relative to the rest of the United States. So wait, talk about the repatriation. What what would you anticipate would happen on the industry, uh, the medical device industry, if indeed that is allowed? Sure. If we think about it, we started the year with just over a trillion dollars held and, captive. And outside. for those who are I'm not sorry. in the know, it's all about bringing back the money right. that's been made overseas, right? And it would be taxed at a certain rate. It's been a pretty high rate. Now it would be a much lower rate. Right. The proposal would basically bring it back to a 12% rate and 5% mm -hmm. on illiquid assets. But you have, by, by our estimates and others, somewhere between $170 billion and just under $200 billion in healthcare-specific cash held offshore today. At a lower or more favorable effective tax rate, bringing that cash back could allow you to have greater reinvestment in business, or alternatively, if we think about the historical ways of returning capital to shareholders, either via dividends and share repurchase activity, and certainly via M&A. It's good. That's what we saw last time, right? By a lot of companies. That's still... I, mean, I don't know if it's good. It well, is what we saw last well, time. Well, that's the debate that goes on. It, you know, everybody says, well, this doesn't really create jobs. Right. You're not really investing in the business or so on and so forth. Um, but it's great for investors. Certainly great for investors in terms of higher earnings power or adjusted basis. But I think the real... In other words, the, re the re reduction of share count gives right. you more EPS. Exactly. But I think the other area to focus in on here is the need for reinvestment in the United States because we've seen a change in the supply chains globally. And this would allow you to bring more investment back to the United States uh, and as a result maybe create greater jobs for the healthcare industry here in the state. So we haven't had the historical and urban repatriation. What's special about medical devices and why it, without rules around it, and certainly there could be rules around it, you could say you can repatriate cash at this tax rate, but you'll get a lower tax rate if you promise to add 10% right. to your jobs or you add, add promise to increase your R&D by 30% you're allowed to get you know reduce your taxes by whatever you, you could put all those rules in. I don't know if that's that's part that's certainly not part of the proposal now why is medical devices different than say the world where I'm coming from which is technology you know companies like Apple which has 94% of its cash overseas and so on sure well as you pointed out appropriately we're talking about the house proposal and yet we don't yet know what the senate will put forth but as we look at the, as the house proposal stands today and how that can apply to the med device industry First and foremost, there's so much of the IP, much like in the tech industry, held overseas right mm -hmm. now just to keep the lower tax burden. Secondly, the global supply chain is much greater. We have more manufacturing internationally now than we do here in the States in many of these instances. And as a result, that, again, creates a greater captive cash balance outside of the United States. Um, one other issue I know, uh, kind of coming into the studio, you mentioned the excise tax that could yeah. impact the medical device makers. Um, explain that. Sure. Uh, the medical device industry, and admittedly I'm a device analyst, so I'm a little bit biased here, but uh, came up with a bit of the short end of the stick, and they pay a 2.3% excise tax on revenue, uh, not on profits, but on revenue. And as a result, that creates an incremental 30% tax burden for 
the medical device industry versus other corporates. Now, surprisingly, that was not included in this form of, uh, or should say this proposal uh, for the tax reform. Mm -hmm. And it had, did have fairly strong bipartisan support. So we sure would like to see that revisited, either in a moratorium for a brief period or certainly taken off in complete, because it only adds about $19 billion over the next 10 years when you look at the scoring there. But that's a fairly hefty burden on the device industry. Do you have any inclination of what, what you know, I, I assume... You know, we know the lobbyists are out there in full force. Do you have any indication of uh, where this is in the pecking order among lawmakers? Well, certainly I think it's going to be uh, pushed forward by the various trade organizations like AdvaMed uh, that you'll see uh, advocating mm -hmm. strongly here for this repeal. But would hope to see it sometime around the Thanksgiving or the Christmas uh, break. Um, up in front of that, though, of course, still the, the so-called Cadillac tax as well as the uh, Children's Health Insurance Act, both of which combined – cost in excess of $300 billion a year, so much, much bigger items than the uh, excise tax itself. A lot of things to certainly watch as this uh, mm -hmm. tax reform package unfolds. Um, Chris, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Come back anytime. Chris Cooley, Senior Equity Research Analyst of Medical Device and Hospital Supply over at Stevens, based in Little Rock, Arkansas, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City.